Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, I would like to give all thanks and all praises to the Father, God Almighty, his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, because without them, I am truly nothing. I am nothing. But because of Christ, because of him, because of him, I am somebody and I am something. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast. And once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening downloading, sharing, etc. And also, um, I have some, 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 I mean, I was so shocked, but, um, I have some, some wonderful, wonderful news that I just discovered. I did, I had no clue. Um, I probably found out about maybe an hour ago that, the Words of Encouragement podcast is or was actually listed as one of the best encouraging word podcasts. And I was like, and at first, when I saw the list, I'm like, but what does that have to do with me? I thought it was just a mistake. So I love collecting podcasts. I listen to lots and lots and lots and lots of podcasts, I, I Christian podcasts. So whenever I can find a new one, I'm I'm more than willing to add it to the list. As long as it's good and the word is, you know, straight and on point, trust me, I'll add you. So I kind of clicked on the list. Um, At first I was like, I'm not sure why my name, you know, I, I thought maybe it was just a mistake or something. Or because like my podcast is, you know, called the words of encouragement that sometimes when you put a search in, It'll pick up all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, okay. But then on the cover, they had like um, a lady. So I said, let me click on this. Let me check out, see what her podcast sounds like. Because maybe this is something I can add to my long list of podcasts that I'd love to listen to, Christian podcasts. And as I'm scrolling, I see mine. I'm like, so I looked at the tab again to make sure if I, you know, that I was seeing correctly. I'm like, so I closed it out and I clicked again because I'm like, <laughs> and when I clicked again, I scrolled again. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is real. So I am, I, I, I am truly 
I'm truly humbled. And I'm truly, 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 truly thankful. You know, it's been three years. This coming August will be four years. So I've been really working hard at this podcast. At this very moment, as you are listening to the sound of my voice, this podcast is currently being recorded at 1.21 a.m. in the morning. A lot of times that's when I get to record these podcasts because I'm so busy during the day. I wanted to record it earlier, but I had to cook. I had to do some other things. So this is the only time that I have. A lot of times on the weekends, I'm busy recording to the wee hours in the wee hours of the morning. So not only that, it also includes the study. As I'm studying, I'm writing it up and then I have to type it up and then I have to record it. And then I have to edit it and then I have to upload it. So there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot. I don't just turn on the microphone and just start talking. Trust me, I don't. So um, and just yesterday, because it's another day, it's the third today. Just yesterday afternoon, as I sat at my kitchen table, I was talking to the Lord. And I'm like, you know, Lord. And I've been praying since January as to what to do with this podcast. Like, do I continue with this thing? Because I'm like, I'm not seeing where it's going. I, um, you know, and I kept just waiting for the Lord to give me an answer. And all of a sudden he was, you know, there pops up this episode that was there since November. That I ended up recording the other day. And then as I'm doing my quiet time in the morning um, on Matthew 26, the Lord was like, I need you to do this series. And, you know, um, but before even the Matthew 26, which is the Passover series, he reminded me of the episode that I have to get to. So I got to try my best to get to that episode as well before the before at least or at least by Sunday. And I was like, yes, Lord, yes, I will. So I kind of went in to see if I, I was, at least if I was smart enough to have at least typed it up. Because if I didn't, or if I hadn't, then I would have to go all over again. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, sometimes I'm pressed for time. And, you know, thankfully it was typed up. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. So all that would have to do is just, it just needs to be recorded when, when I get to that. But yeah, I'm 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 just I'm truly humbled. I'm truly thankful and I give all honor, all glory, all praises to the Father. And I pray that, you know, as each episode goes out, it's not about numbers. But at the end of the day, you still would like to know, okay, am I making a difference? Because if I'm not, then there's no reason for me to continue because there are other places that I can make a difference. And like I always say, my greatest joy, I love podcasting, but my greatest joy is when I could tell somebody one-on-one about Jesus. Nothing beats that experience for me. Or when someone is telling me about a problem and I can tell them about Christ, where I can share Christ. To me, there's no greater ministry than that. So, um... Yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Okay, so let's 
keep going here because it's quite a bit to cover in this episode. Okay, so where I am at, it is currently 37 degrees this evening. Earlier, it was like, I think, 59, but it felt like 52. But nonetheless, at least it wasn't a hurricane, and neither wasn't a storm, nor a tornado. So like I tell myself, I'm thankful because I'm alive. And I am currently sipping on a cup of golden milk. Mm. And for those of you that may, you know, who may not know what golden milk is, actually it's milk with turmeric. And I put a little black pepper and some um, equal, and sometimes I put a little sprinkle of salt. It's very good, you know, for the inflammation and, you know, the whole, you know, all that stuff. It's very good. So, yes, in this episode, I will be bringing to you the second part of the Passover series. The name and title of today's episode is I Do Not Know the Man. This is episode number 067. This episode is based on Matthew 26, verses 31 to 75. And all scriptures that are being read will be taken from the New King James Version. Okay, so let's get into it. So before I get started, let me just tell you what parts I will be covering some of the subtitles. So in this episode, I will be talking, well, we will talk about the um, Jesus as he predicts Peter's denial the betrayal and arrest in Gethsemane. Um, Jesus as he faces the Sanhedrin. And Peter denying Jesus. Okay, so let's get started. Okay. Jesus told his disciples that they would all be made to stumble because of him. And I'm going to be reading Matthew 26 verses 31 to 35. And like I said before, once again, I will be reading from the New King James Version. And it reads... All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. And of course, Peter once again placed his foot in his mouth and said, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And once again, Peter answered and said to Jesus, and this is in verse 35, Even 
If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples, not just Peter. Okay, so now we are entering into the prayer in the garden, starting with verse 37. Now, Jesus and the three, which were Peter, John, and James, the sons of Zebedee, came to the garden of Gethsemane. And in verse 37, the Bible tells us that Jesus was sorrowful and deeply distressed. Even Jesus was distressed and sorrowful. There are times in our own lives when we ourselves are faced with the situations of life where we too might be distressed and sorrowful. Because I know I've been there. Just remember that Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, also experienced these very same feelings as he was about to face the cross. That was not an easy assignment. But nevertheless, he was faithful because, because he was faithful and merciful. He took my place and yours as well. He went on behalf of us. In verse 39, it says, He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. When he returned from praying, they were all fast asleep. Instead of keeping watch, they were sleeping. Kind of reminds me of today's church. He asked Peter, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went back to pray for the second time. And as he prayed, he said, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And once again, he returned to them and he found them fast asleep. And verse 43, it says, And he came and he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Imagine, he came back for the second time, and they were still asleep. They didn't even know or had the slightest clue that Jesus came back for the second time because they were, they were knocked out. They were out cold, like we said back home in the Caribbean. They were knocked out cold. And he came back for the third time. And final time. And yet, they were still asleep. And Jesus asked them, reading from verse 45, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, 
and the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let me ask you a question. Are you still sleeping and resting like the disciples were? This is a question for the entire church, including my very own self. What is your answer? Are you still asleep? Or are you awake? I mean awake, not woke, but awake. This is not the time to be woke. Now is the time for the church to wake up and stop resting. Behold, the hour is at hand and the time is approaching for the coming of the Lord and Savior. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you woke or are you awake? And keeping watch. Those are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves as the body of Christ. Are we busy fighting with each other? Hmm. That's another question. So the next section up is the betrayal and arrest in Gethsemane. And that will be focusing from Matthew 26, verses 47 to 51. Starting with 47, it reads, And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. I just need to get a sip of this thing. They came to arrest him, along with Judas, the betrayer, with swords and clubs, like he was some sort of criminal. There are many Christians throughout the world and different parts of the Middle East who are faced with such issues and persecution because of their faith. Many of them are killed, stoned to death, I mean, all kinds of things, hung, For Christ's name's sake. Verse 48 reads, Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, Whomever I kiss, he's the one, seize him. And 49 reads, Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Judas Iscariot, who sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, which amounted to about around $25 or less, didn't just betray him for the 30 pieces of silver, but he also betrayed him with a kiss. Hmm. Once again, he called him Rabbi. And then he kissed him as a sign to signal That Jesus was the one. And indeed Jesus was the one. But not the one that. He thought. Or the one that he was showing them. 
Jesus was the one and only begotten son. Seize him. He, he told them to seize him. He sold him out and betrayed him. He sold out his rabbi. He sold him out and he betrayed him. You see, the enemy had entered into Judas because he was ready, willing, and, av- and an available vessel. I have another question for you. What vessel are you? Who are you open to? Who and what has entered into your heart? Or even my heart? Is it Christ? Or is it Satan? But listen to what Jesus said to Judas. In verse 50, Jesus said, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus told them to put away their swords. And he also healed the servant's ear. And after he had asked them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple. And you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. And the Bible tells us in verse 57, <laughs> then all the disciples, not just Peter, not just some, it said all the disciples forsook him and fled. So Jesus was left alone to face the cross. I'm sure there are many, or there's a time in your life where you can think about where you were left alone, where everyone forsook you. But God does not forsake us, and neither does his son, Jesus Christ. Next section up is Jesus faces the Sanhedrin. He was taken to Caiaphas, the high priest, of course, where the scribes and the elders of the people were once again gathered. Now, this is the same bunch of people who had gathered together previously to plot his death. However, they waited until after the Passover so that there would not be an uproar by the people. And Peter followed Jesus at a distance. Don't that remind you of some people? You, you know, you might know. There are many believers today that still follow Jesus at a distance in the closet. Just like Peter did. There are people in our own lives, surrounding homes, workplace, and even on our social media platforms who follow us observing at a close distance. 
some for good or few for good and some for not so good. There are people out there who do not want to be associated with you publicly. They don't want anyone to know that they know you. Guess what? You're not alone. I am not alone. Jesus went through the very same thing in the most trying hour of his life while he was still here on the face of this earth. And if Jesus went through it, who are we? Jesus is the greatest man to ever walk the face of this earth. There will never be another. He died for all. Even though they all forsook him. However, the God of heaven, the Father, God Almighty, Yahweh, Adonai, the great I am, oh yes, the God of all gods, never left or forsook him. He was right there with him. And as Jesus stood before his accusers, they were looking for false witnesses against him in order to put him to death. But they could not find any even though many false witnesses had come forward. Hmm. The thing that always stood out to me in this chapter was the quality and the strength of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I truly admire about him was his ability not to answer his accusers. He remained silent. Now this was something that I had been praying to God for strength to be able to do for years. And slowly in 2019, I began practicing this. And when you see I do not answer you, that means I have asked God to fight my battle on my behalf. And when you see I have turned it over to God, watch out. It never fails. And this is something that my former pastor taught us. One of the most powerful prayers that you could ever pray. Father God, fight this battle on my behalf. Especially when you know you're innocent. Let God do the work. Trust me. He never fails. Caiaphas arose and asked him, Do you not answer nothing? Despite every false accusation that they were throwing at him, he remained silent. The Bible tells us in verse 63, But Jesus kept silent. It's not an easy thing to do, but rather it's a powerful weapon in the fight of faith. When you're being faced by your accusers, when you're being lied on, you know, your initial instinct is to react, to, to, to have an outburst. I mean, you're human. But learn if you can. It, it, like I said, it, 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 was a, it was a gradual process for me. 
but I've been practicing it from 2019. And let me tell you, powerful results. Very, very, very powerful. Everyone present said he deserved to be put to death. And even though they did not realize that he was also dying for their behalf as well. I can only imagine how Jesus must have felt. Just place yourself in his shoes for a minute. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what it feels like to be nailed to a cross. Even though we get nailed to a cross in different ways. Persecution, rejection, reproach. And sometimes from people that hold the Bible and quote scriptures and, you know, they say they're Christian. And it's the truth. It hurts more from them than it does the, the world because I expect that from the world. But we go through it. And like I said, we all have our form of what it means to be nailed on the cross in our own lives and in our walk with Jesus Christ. However, as painful as these things can be for us, and they are at times very painful at times, it can never ever compare to what Christ went through. God will always remind me of that. And then, I, you know, I remember when I, I spent many years, I mean, really suffering. Oh my God, when I said suffering, I'm not kidding. And when I would cry out to the Lord, you know, well, more like complain back then. I don't complain today because I've been through a lot and I've come through. I see what God has brought me through. So I, I don't even know about them. I know who God is. And today I'm able to handle stuff. I'm not going to say I like to go through it, but I know how to handle it. I know how to deal with it because I've been trained those years of, 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 of heavy Warfare and oppression and, I mean, and, and, and hardship and attacks. It was my training ground. I didn't realize it then because, of course, you're in it. But now that God has brought me out, I realize it's my training ground. So I know what to do. And I know who to go to. But back then, I, I would, you know, well, I didn't really cry too much back then. I was more angrier than anything else like a pressure cooker. And I mean, I remember I would complain to him and he would always remind me of that, that, you know, as painful as what I was going through, it could never equate. And so true. It could never equate to what Christ went through because quite frankly, I don't know what it is to be nailed to a cross. I don't, you know, and no matter what I am going through, it is nothing compared to what or what I've been through. It is it could never compare to what my Lord and my Savior, our Lord and Savior, had to endure for our sakes. However, I do know what it feels like to be betrayed by people close to me. I know what it is to be forsaken and left for dead. I know what it is to face persecution and rejection because of my faith. I know what it is to face rejection and reproach from people in the church or people that say they're Christians. I know what it is to be shunned 
Like I said, especially by people that call themselves believers. But guess what? I also know that what it is, whatever it is, that God is able. And I know that God loves me and he cares for me no matter what I might be facing. Now, I'm going to be honest. You know, this ain't the... um, the, the, the touch somebody podcast <laughs> movement. I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. Touch somebody. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because the truth is what helped to set me free. I like the truth. It's a hard pill to swallow. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. But give me the truth. It, it hurts. Well, let it hurt. But that's all right. I'm crying. That's okay. I'll get over it. And I'll get straight. I can't die for you. And I don't need to. Because there's someone else who already did that for both you and I and the entire world. Because trust me, I wasn't going to cross for none of you. I'm just going to be real. I love you, but I'm just going to be real. I, I Listen, I, I, wouldn't, I would not have made it to the cross. I'm just going to be real. Just the idea of, I mean, geez. Mm-mm. Many years ago, I remember when I was, you know, growing up in the Caribbean. Lord have mercy. Ooh, just the thought of it. And as kids, we would run around barefoot. But even if you were wearing shoes and a nail kind of went up, oh, my, listen, mm-mm, no, it's, imagine someone to be nailed to a cross. Oh, my God, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. You know, he really paid a heavy, heavy, heavy price, you know, and oftentimes I need a sober reminder myself, you know, that don't trample under grace. Don't trample on what Christ has done. You know? And let's be real. You're not going to do it for me either. So let's let's just be real. None of us could do what he did. And, you know, we, we can barely even love each other in the church. So let's just be real here. But no matter which part of this story you find yourself being able to relate to, Both you and I are not alone. At times, it seems that way. A lot of times, it seems like that. I'm used to being alone. At this point, I know what it is to be abandoned. I'm I'm okay with that. But in the beginning, I wasn't. But like I said, I've been through some stuff. So at this point, I'm seasoned. My alone time? Listen... Nobody's my best friend. Nobody, no greater friend to me than Jesus. My best friend is the Lord. I get to talk to him whenever I want. It depends on what you do with your, 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 when you're alone. Some people can't be alone for like five minutes, but you have to learn because sometimes that's just how it is. So that's the time you take the opportunity to get closer to God, whether it's in prayer, reading the word, um, doing something that he's called you to do, reading a devotional, what, whatever works for you. Or just having a... I, listen, I'm talking to the Lord all day long in this apartment. I, I'm conversating the whole time. The whole... Listen, you know, sometimes I could be just doing something. I'll stop. Oh, thank you, Father. Because at this point in my life, I am so thankful. I'm so grateful. Because I, I know where God... You know, where he, where he pulled this dog from. And sometimes I'm still like, wow, 
Only God. Hey, let me tell you, boy, what a good God, a great God, a great and an awesome God. And like I said, we are not alone. And many times in this walk, you will find, you know, we will find ourselves in a position physically where there are hardly anyone around us to encourage, pray, or even uplift us. But that's when you got to learn to press into the Lord and learn to encourage yourself. At this point, I know how to encourage myself. Trust me. I ain't got no problem. I know exactly how to encourage myself. I know what to do. Because I had to learn. And I learned the hard way. But I learned. That's the key. And guess what? There is good news. God is with us. Christ is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. And the host of heaven are with us. And just as the Father was with the Son unto death, just so Jesus is also with us unto death. Jesus was spat on. He was beaten almost like a pope for our sakes. He loved us that much that he went in our place that we might be able to have everlasting life. And for those that believe and who receive the precious and free gift of salvation, this gift comes only through Christ Jesus. Not any other way. Don't let them people fool you out there. There's only one way to get that gift, and that's through Christ Jesus. Not Buddha and this one and confusion. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. And what he did on that cross at Calvary gives us the chance once again to be joined with our Heavenly Father if we receive that gift called salvation. It is free. It doesn't cost anything. You just have to repent and accept it. It's right there waiting for, for all of us who want to have it. I've received it. But for those who have not yet received it, it's, uh, it's free. It's not too late. As long as you're still alive, you got time. They struck him with their palms and their hands and they said, prophesy to us, Christ. Who is the one who struck you? They were not just beating him. They were also mocking him. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to move to the last half of, of the last part of this episode and the last part of the segment, which is Peter denies Jesus. As Peter sat outside in the courtyard, a servant girl recognized him and said, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. Peter denied it before everyone, saying, I do not know what you were saying. And when Peter went outside, another girl recognized him. Men, let me just give you a little tip, just in case you didn't know, or maybe you have forgotten. You can't get anything past a woman so easy. You know, you can't get nothing past a woman so easily. 
especially a true woman of God. And she turned to the others and said, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. And once again, Peter denied Jesus again. This time he did it with an oath. And according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, an oath means a solemn, usually formal calling upon God or a God to witness the truth of what one says or to witness that one sincerely intends to do what one says. A solemn attestation of the truth or inviolability of one's words. The witness took an oath to tell the truth in court. Hmm. Definitely doesn't line up with anything that Peter said, now does it? No, it doesn't. And he answered and he said, he being Peter, I do not know the man. So it went from, Lord, is it I? To even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. To even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Two, I do not know the man. Hmm. People switch up on you real quickly, don't they? Especially when the pressure is applied. Peter went from Lord to I don't know the man. At least Judas still called him rabbi. Okay. At least he still called him rabbi. But Peter went from Lord to I don't know the man. Is that you? Do you deny Christ in front of your friends, co-workers, or non-believers? Is he your Lord? Is he my Lord? Or is he simply a man that you do not know or have never met? Now is the time for both you and I to know who Christ is and where he stands in our lives. Is he our Lord? Our master and savior? Or is he someone we do not know? Hmm. A little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Peter then began to curse and swear, saying once again, I do not know the man. Immediately after the last word left his lips, the rooster crowed. Yeah, I know about those roosters. I grew up in the Caribbean. They're alarm clocks. <laughs> when they start crowing, you know it's six o'clock. Yeah. The Bible tells us in Matthew 26, verses 75. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. 
So he went out and wept bitterly. See, that's the thing about Peter versus Judas. Peter had a heart. Boy, he had a mouth and he had a temper. But he also had a heart. And by the way, he's also my favorite apostle. Hope that you got something out of the message from this episode. Um, I know that I got quite a bit out of it as I was preparing it. And the Lord revealed so much to me. And I, I, I'm, I really am glad that I didn't give in to being lazy or um, I wasn't really being lazy. I just was pressed for time. And I was a little discouraged as far as the podcast. And, and look what comes today. So you see obedience. And I'm glad that I was obedient because had I reposted the episode from 2019, I would have missed what he was trying to say to me here in 2021. So I'm thankful that I was obedient. And... As I was, you know, preparing it, like each time when I start preparing, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what title this one he's going to give me. And when he gives the titles, I'm like, oh, and yeah, he gave the title. I don't I do not know the man. Only God knows what the next one will be titled. I'll see what he says. Hmm. But yeah, you know, I could feel a distinct and deep impression as he told me. And he gave me the name of the episode. So, yep, that's the end of part two. So be blessed and I will see you in part three of the Passover series. Be blessed and be safe.